This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. From high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium, here's Steve Scolari, Chris McSweeney, and Bob Herpin. Back alive action here at Harry Harvey Stadium, and Greg, darkness has once again indeed fallen. But this time it is only on the half of the field occupied by the Strathaven Panthers. Yeah, a little determination, uh, a little revenge factor here from Marple Newtown compared to a year ago when it was not a good scene in the fourth quarter. Much, much better scene this time from Marple Newtown, and it's wonderful to see as well. well Strathaven did, near the end of this third quarter, have a big return by Pat Fisher. Near midfield. Has one play across midfield, but no reason to believe that Marple Newtown's defense won't know what to do with it. They've done an expert job handling Strathaven on basically what I estimate to be four drives the entire contest. This yeah, would be their fifth. Been very few drives. Very, you know, they ha- Marple Newtown hasn't given them the chance to have the football. Exactly, the offense has really controlled the ball without running game. Ball spotted at the 38-yard line here. Downs under center. Fortune alone set back Fisher in motion. It's a direct handoff on the outside to Fisher. Tries to look for an opening to the left sideline. He doesn't. He gets maybe to the 35 before he's dragged down. Nice run. 21 Billy Weaverling making a stop there. Nice run by Fisher as he lowered his head. Got picked up the extra yards by in doing so and kind of got the extra leverage for Strathaven there as they continue this little blitz they have going on offense. Gay sits wide out to the right this time. Fisher in motion, as is Collins. Fortune alone setback. It's a fumble on the snap. Downs finally gets it and falls on it for a loss of one. And those are the mistakes you cannot make in a tight ball game with very few time left in for a team that likes to run the football. Yeah. And that's just big advantage there from Marple Newtown here on third and long. Well, You've got to figure it's four down territory. Well, the desperation there is finally playing mental tricks in these guys. Maybe uh, their mind's a step ahead of where their body's going with the ball. And that leads to mental errors and a lack of mental focus, which can only benefit the defensive side of the football. We've seen a couple of fumbles tonight, but recovered by their own team, but that one was very close to TJ Fight number 64 and the Tigers defensive line picking that one up. Third and long, eight. It's a direct snap handoff right up the middle of Fortune. He gets to the 35, but that's it. Yeah, this is pretty much fourth down territory for Strathaven. You have to kind of go for this one. And for Marple Newtown, this could be the clinching play with the way they've been running their offense. That's a great point, Greg. Again, just focusing there on Gregory busting through the line again. He must have a move or something that they, that offensive lines don't pick up because it's just been a repeating, repeating offense by him all season. Fourth and six now. Gase hits once again wide out to the right. Fisher in a blocking back near to the right. Fortune in the backfield. Downsy's back. He's looking. He's going deep downfield towards the near sideline. It is intercepted by Duffy. Intercepted at the 10. Ill-advised wow. pass. Great leap by Duffy. Underthrown football by Strathaven. They had to take a shot there. You can't blame them for that, but you would have liked to see a better thrown ball. 
Downs had plenty of time. Plenty of time there. He didn't get any kind of leverage on that football. And, and well, Fisher, sometimes he needed to read the play and come back towards the ball. He basically just drifted it out there and allowed Duffy to come right under it. And if you're Marble Newtown, do not take your foot off the gas pedal on the offensive side of the football. You have 90 yards to go. And the way you've been running the clock down, this is a big play. Big series. 9.57 remaining in the contest. Ball to 10. Duffy is set back. It's a handoff. He goes to the left side, across the 10, up to the 15. Number 33 making a stop right there. Alex Heise again. But going back to that interception right there, we talked before the second half began that maybe a team would need to open up the playbook right there. And if you do do that, like the Panthers had to do, it does bring in the element of maybe a mistake. We haven't seen him throw the ball long all night. That was essentially the first throw deep. So kind of on the rusty side there maybe was downs. And when you don't get on the field a lot, like you said, the rust factor sets in, especially when you have a junior quarterback behind the wheel. Exactly. I'd like to think Johnson maybe wouldn't have thrown that ball. He would have seen the coverage. Second and five. They try a handoff to Diaguardi. He really goes nowhere. He doesn't even make it to the 15. And once again, it comes down to third down. Another big one here needed for Wampanoag Town, a big pickup. Yeah, what you don't want to do right here is give Strathaven the ball back right away because right now if you were to punt from this situation, they would have good field position. Third and four here. Loss of about one and a half, so third and a long four. Once again, the clock still melting away. Inside nine minutes to go in the contest. Tigers with a 14-point advantage. Christiana wide out. White in motion. Johnson delays the handoff up the middle. Duffy gets the first down and more. East to the 25. Nice little de delay fake to the outside. And Duffy goes underneath through the middle. And, and good gaping hole there. And Strathaven just did not pick up the initial fake. And Duffy's able to get the first down from Marble Newtown and keep that clock ticking. That was one of the easiest 11-yard gains for the contest. I think, Bob and Greg, it's become evident that Duffy is almost that safety blanket in the backfield. When you need the three- to five-yard gain, he's the guy you go to. We see Diaguardi go out wide. We see White go out wide. But when it comes down to it and really just positive yards right up the gut, it's Duffy usually gets it. Duffy and Diaguardi in the backfield. It is a delayed handoff to the outside. The Duffy bounces off a couple of tacklers. He gets to the 30, but brought down there. And he offers you that quickness, that ability to read the hole and just get through the hole and get through his gaps and find the open field. And he is also drawing two, three, four tacklers every turn. And That's got to be tiring. And, and right now, exactly, the fatigue factor begins to set in for the Strathaven defense, especially along the front seven where they've been just trying to keep the Marble Newtown offense in front of them as much as possible. Yeah, if Duffy can hold up, I don't see any reason that you would go away from him. Maybe later in the package you might go away from him and try and catch the Panthers off, off guard and run out wide. But right now it should be the Ryan Duffy show. Duffy, 80 yards, 17 carries. He's in the backfield once again. Christiana, the wideout. We get it off to Duffy. He makes it to the 30, but he's brought down by three Strathaven tacklers. Number 33 making the stop right there, Alex Highside. A nice little job by Duffy to get what he could on the play. No loss here is a, is a big thing for this series, for this possession for Marple Newtown. As you continue to move that clock down, and, and Strathaven, obviously, they have not been able to score at all, but when they got close, it took them more than what the time we have on the clock is. 6.42 remaining in this contest. 
Bob and Greg, we're seeing again an under-control offense not hurting themselves. I think only one holding penalty tonight, and that's it. Johnson under center. Diaguardi in motion. It's a keeper. Johnson trying to desperately get out to the outside. He does towards his near sideline, but he only gets two yards. Nowhere near the first down marker. Brent but Collins. I think he was brought down still in bounds, so the clock continues to roll. And Johnson tried to fake. You know, he's, has, he's so good at selling that fake. He puts the whole ball right in the pocket that the running back gives him. That time, I think it might have cost him a little bit in terms of timing. But overall, he held on to the football, and now Marble Newtown has a chance to put their defense back on the field. Number 21, Billy Wheeling, back to punt, who's punted very, very well this year. Under six minutes to go, fourth and three. So Weaverling is back at his own 17. A little bit of a high snap, but Weaverling is under it. It's a booming kick. It's a spiral coming down to Fisher at the 31. Tries to get outside, eludes a tackler. Towards the far sideline, across the 40, across the 45, midfield. 45, 40. He cuts back towards the middle. Flag the down. 40, the 35, 30. He's got a couple of blockers at the 20, at the 15, but he's going to finally run out of gas there. But a flag way back downfield. On Strathaven's side of midfield at the 47, so that's that's, that's going to be a bad block. It's either going to be a clip or a holding penalty right around the 48-yard line of Strathaven is the flag, so this ball will probably be coming back. Once again, Fisher really didn't even need the help. You get a block in the back on the offense. So Marple Newtown saved by a block in the back that may not have been necessary. Looked like the play might have been past that point, but nonetheless... Strathaven pays a penalty for another miskill. Steve DiMaria making the official tackle on the actual first run. It was almost a 70-yard return. Completely negated. Good to see Vince Christiana get back in the game right there on the defensive side of the ball. He took a very big block. But he's walking around. He's running around now. He looks fine. Just trying to get the kinks out, taking a little bit of a, a hop step there with every pace towards the line. So Strathaven now with the ball at its own 38-yard line, 5.24 to go, trailing 14-0. Curiously enough, no wide receivers in the set, two-man backfield. Downs hands it off to Richardson on a delay. He tries to slash his way up the center of the field, gets across the 40, up to the 43. Kasarski and Kelly in on the tackle there along with Striegel. Richardson has not seen the football a lot, so he may be ready to run, maybe still have some energy left in him. He's kind of their home run threat, so as this game gets drawn out further and further, we get closer to the end of the quarter, look for Lonnie Richardson to see more playing time. Nonetheless, four or five yards really isn't going to cut it with 30 seconds in between each play. They need two touchdowns. Gasets once again, wide out. Downs is rolling, finds fortune, but it's off his hands. Ooh! He is absolutely crushed, but it's out of bounds. Christiana is going to get called for that one. Yeah, I Unnecessary. Mean, that's the, it, it appears as if Christiana did not see the ball go off the way it did. But at the same time, he threw himself at, at a receiver who was defenseless and walking out of bounds. So it's hard to see it, but it's the right call. Maybe you want to see Vince there go for the interception instead of the big hit. He was clearly within range of the ball. I think after that block... On yeah. a special teams play, maybe a little payback there by Vince Christiana. Yeah, it was right I, at the sideline still. I think you got to, like I said earlier, you got to kind of play within yourself, recognize where you are on the field. 
Christiana kind of got out of it that time, wanted to make a big hit. It's nice to see, but at the same time, you got to remember, you're up. Don't give them any advantages. Don't give them any extra yardage. It's a great point, Greg, because the Tigers are in complete control of this game, and you don't want to beat yourself. You played great this far, done nothing wrong, and you can't beat yourself with penalties. You're a good team. Keep it that way. Strath Haven once again in Marble Newtown territory at the 39-and-a-half. Downs is dropping back at the 45. He's rolling. He's being chased. He's being brought down. Brought down at the 47-yard line. Vince Christiana, number 77. Christian Kevin Striegel also in on that one. Good job there to get to the quarterback. Uh, it looks like, though, the quarterback should have probably taken the sack earlier than that. He tried to break away from him, ended up costing him another four or five yards. On a little bit of misfortune, guys. They stopped his forward progress on the Tigers' side of midfield. So it's only a slightly less of an embarrassing loss. They are still at Marple Newtown's 48. Loss of nine, though. Clock kicking down under four minutes now. Downs, not in the shotgun, handoff up the middle to Fortune, gets across the 45, across the 40, and dragged down to 38. Kelly making a stop there from his middle linebacker position. Good tackle. Another good burst from Fortune up the middle. Strathaven got good blocks that time up the middle as well and able to open up a hole and get some big yards and make it third and ten now. A little more playable, especially when you're in four-down territory once again. Gained about nine and a half there, so yeah, it's third down and a long nine, we'll call it. That's a couple times we've seen Fortune when that hole is there. He hits it hard. He, he moves very well through. Daryl Hunter in, in the fullback. Thurman Fortune once again in the backfield. With a delayed handoff to the outside to Collins. He's close to the first down. Across the 35. Let's see, maybe he stretched out to the 30, but I think he was down in front of that. But as time continues to tick, no sense of urgency right now from Strathaven. Very questionable in terms of what's going on. The quarterback's still running over getting the plays. Doesn't seem like they're ready for a hurry up yeah, yet. I mean, do they honestly figure if they score, they're going to hold Marple Newtown? Or get the, I mean, the onside kick's always in play when it's a 14-point game. But at the same time, you haven't been moving the football as quickly as you would like. Tigers did struggle to cover an onside kick a couple weekends ago against Conestoga. Fisher wide to the right, two-man backfield. Downs once again under center. Thir fourth and three. It's a handoff to Fortune. Oh, he does get it. He does get it. He gets four. But tick, tick, tick. First down. After, the, after they reset the chains, clock will move. Gain of four and a half. Panthers there were trying to bait the defensive team offsides right there. 222, 221, 220 remaining. Once again, one right receiver. Two-man backfield. Downs under center. He's going to roll out. Dropping back, looking for the end zone. He's got a man downfield. It's Fisher. And he's in for the touchdown. Catches it about eight yards deep in the end zone. That was a much better throw than the last one that went for an interception. Uh, two receivers found a seam down the middle in the middle of the field in the end zone there. A nice throw and a good touchdown for Strathaven. Fisher running what you see is a perfect post pattern. Nobody within five yards of him for the entire town downfield. That's exactly what the Panthers needed. They needed to score and they needed it quick. Still leave themselves with a chance in this game. 2.08 remaining, 14 to 6. Heisey on for the extra point. Fisher in the hole. The ball is down, the kick is away, and the kick is good. So with 2.08 remaining in this contest, it's gotten a little tighter. 
Strathaven with its first points of the contest. It is 14-7. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.MarpleNewtownFootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory. Visit any other locations throughout the Delaware Valley, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. Visit them on the web at marines.com. And the Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back alive, back here at Harvey Stadium. Charles Hagan with its first points of the contest. Way late in this game, a successful connection between Pat Fisher and Brian Downs. It is 14-7, and here we have a crossroads, gentlemen. Two weeks ago against Conestoga, the Pioneers put together a little late comeback because of two mishandled onside kicks. And as we talked about at the beginning of the half, special teams increasingly more important as this game goes along. Strathaven lined up all the way to the left as Heiser is clearly going to bounce this one off the turf. Got the hands team to that side. Kelly, Kasarski, Weaverling. He bounces it. It's coming up to Kasarski. He falls on it at the 45. Not the hardest onside kick in the world. I guess it was a timing thing where they were hoping for that ball to get picked up right away by a Strathaven kicking team. And also, you never know, Greg and Chris, where you're going to hit it because that's right where that field kind of bows down. And if you hit it perfectly on that little angle, that could pop upward, it could pop sideward. You never know, but that just went like a straight rolling ground ball. And Kosarski easily brought it in. I'm sure the Tigers have worked on that in practice also after the Conestoga was. Oh yeah, I bet you Christiana probably went to, to, to bed last Friday night with the football, yeah, making exactly. sure he held on to that. It didn't come to him this time, and Carl Kosarski was the hero. 2.06 to go. Ball at the 45. Christiana in. It's the lone wide out to the near side. The delayed handoff to Duffy, and he gets two or three yards, but once again, that's going to be another 30 seconds off the clock unless Strathaven starts taking its timeouts. Yeah, number 23, Patrick Fisher on the stop right there. And there is the timeout from Strathaven as they get used their first here, it appears. Seems to be the last refuge of a scoundrel. This is the only way you can stop the clock is eating up timeouts that you yourself need if you get the ball back. Yeah, I mean, they've given themselves some time after the way they threw the ball. I think that's some confidence they had if they can stop Marble Newtown here. But Marble Newtown, obviously, a first down pretty much puts this game on ice. Yeah, bar- barring anything out of the ordinary, even if the Tigers do have to punt, they will be pushing the Panthers way back into their own 10 to 20-yard line area. So it will be a long drive they will have to perform if they are going to score and get in this game again. Well, if Marple Newtown does happen to break off a big gain, Ryan Duffy might be the one to do it. He is tantalizingly close to that 100-yard mark. 84 yards on 19 carries. He might also try and run that off-tackle or the reverse they've ran with the Aguardi or maybe White out wide. A lot of plays you can choose from here. You just want to be smart with the ball. And with Johnson on your center, you feel confident that that will happen. That was a gain of three. Two minutes to go. Duffy once again in the backfield. Also with Diaguardi. 
Johnson is under center. The Strathaven defense chomping at the bit. It's a handoff to DeGuardi. He shakes off a tackle behind the line of scrimmage. He gets up close to midfield. Maybe a gain of a yard or two. Yeah, number 70, Jonathan McCullough. Good to see him back in the game. That initial pressure in the backfield kind of cost DeGuardi a bit as they were able to trip him up a little bit. Good thing for him, though, he's able to get a, get forward and, and get another yard or so on the play and at least make it a third down and about six. And Strathaven takes its second timeout. You're right, right, third and six, so they gave him one yard generously on that. But that was a lot of work. Diaguardi probably went five or six to avoid being brought down behind the line of scrimmage. You can tell this means a lot to Coach Junta as he runs out during the timeout, goes in the huddle, gives some last-minute instructions to the line and to Johnson. They're very involved in this one as we come closer to the time where the horn will sound with a minute 55 left. So Coach Junta giving final instructions here and hoping his team can make a big first down. Strathaven, Thurman Fortune, 84 yards rushing on 17 carries. Lonnie Richardson unofficially has been held to only 15 yards on six. Very rushes. surprising. Like I said, though, he did miss a couple of weeks, so maybe he is still feeling a nick and injury. Third and six. Duffy in the backfield. Dig in the backfield. They bring the house. It's a delayed handoff to White on the outside. It gets across midfield. First down, 40-yard line. He dragged down at the 38. So that, in effect, might have just wrapped it up. Wow. Matthew Fisher making the side of the run. It's like we talked about. They were baiting him maybe with Duffy running up the gut, and then with the opportunity for Diaguardi or White outside yeah. appeared to be there, Greg, and that's exactly what we got. Timing so important. Strathaven up the middle. They bit on the fake. White to the outside. And one of the things I noticed there, he was heading towards the out-of-bound. He got his knee down inbounds to keep that clock moving, even after they moved the chains. Clever play, Strathaven. Probably now loath to use its final timeout. Just smart football. Under 90 seconds to go. Vince Christiana to the near side here, the left hash mark as the lone wide out. Once again, Dia Guardi and Duffy in the backfield. You got to wonder maybe with Junta going into the huddle, maybe that's something he saw from the defense, Greg and Bob saying that maybe that opportunity was there like we thought it was also. Maybe they had a play as Johnson went in the huddle and then Junta saw something and thought maybe let's take the chance right there, wrap it up. I mean, with the wing tee, you have so many options. You know, it seems like it's the, it's the same plays over and over again, but there's little subtle differences make a big difference when it comes to a defense trying to read your plays. And I think that you're right, Chris, is that Junta did read it and saw something, and, and that's why he went out there on the field. Maybe giving them two options. Hey, Johnson, if you see this, run this. But if you also see this, take a chance with this. He wants to win. There's no doubt about it. Tigers moving five yards back at the 43 now, first and 15. The handoff is to Duffy. He really gets nowhere. Doesn't even get to the 40-yard line. Richardson on the stop there. But that's the final timeout for the Panthers. So they're actually going to have to play and stop the Tigers. No more uh, trickery. A minute 13 remaining on the game clock. Looks like it's a gain of one, so it'll be second and 14. Matt Gregory back in the game. And three downs to work with here for Marble Newtown. Be interesting to see what they do coming out of this huddle. They play it safe and just try and run as much clock down as they can, get what they can. Probably be the smartest thing to do. Taking a little extra time, getting that water. A little bit more rest for that last little push. 
crowd on both sides for a game like this completely enraptured and enveloped in the action as both bands you know, basically competing for, for the noise that's not yep. taken up by the cheering. And with the play clock cutting it real close to the actual time with the three plays left, so it could be interesting to how much time we actually have left. Fast-moving game. We are not even close to 9 o'clock in real time. That's a handoff. Faked. Johnson tries to make it to the outside, but he's going to lose a couple. Dragged down at the 44. But the clock once again continues to roll as Johnson... Fell inbounds. Couple players there for Strathaven, 33 and three. One of them is Lonnie Richardson making the stop. Uh, good thing there for Johnson to get down inbounds. However, once again, he carried that ball a little too lackadaisical for me again. Third down and long, and uh, it's hard to see how Strathaven really could come back now because this is two plays left in the contest at most. I think you take a knee right here, and then that's all she wrote. It's going to be close. No victory oh, not formation. victory formation quite yet. Johnson rolls out. Winds the clock down a little bit more. Inside 20 seconds to go and just takes an eight at the 45. And that will do it. Well, kind of with that last play there, Johnson gets the football. The call basically tell Johnson to run around on the backfield, take as much time right. to get inside that playcock period where it won't matter here at the end. Exactly. There's a little bit of Brian Westbrook. In the end zone, stopping at the one against Dallas. But he executed it perfectly. Just there we have it. The final score, Marple Newtown 14, Strathaven 7. Erasing the memory of that 36 to nothing shutout, blowout loss in the home opener in 2008. The Tigers moving to 5-1, and 4-1. Moving to 6-1, and one, right? Correct. Moving to 5-1 and 4-1 and and in the league. 4-1 and one in the Central League. Right. So both teams in the center of the field doing the long handshake line for a game well played on either side. Yeah, it's wonderful to see Marble Newtown. You know, we talked about it at the end of last season, how they finished the season to carry it over into this year. They've done just that. They're in playoff contention. They're in Central League contention. Could be an interesting end of the season for Marble Newtown. Well, Greg, I know you've only been here for one game, but this defensive effort is reminiscent of the one against... Academy Park to end the 2008 season where basically how they played on defense is what drove the victory. Yeah, they've, they've done everything correct today on defense. They didn't make any mistakes on offense. They used what they needed to get the W, and sometimes that's all you need. You don't have to put up big numbers every week, especially in the Central League where every team has a little different style. Some are more similar than others, but you got to find a way to win. So there you have it. The final score once again, Marple Newtown 14, Strathaven 7. We're going to take a quick break and be back for... To wrap up, you're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.MarpleNewtownFootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory. Visit any other locations throughout the Delaware Valley, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps, the few, the proud, the Marines. Visit them on the web at marines.com. And the Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni 
at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Packer Laver, Harry Harvey Stadium. Marple Newtown coming up with its second consecutive shocking and thrilling victory, this time 14-7 over perennial Central League powerhouse Strathaven. Bob Herbin with Steve Scaleri, Jim Allsman, Chris McSweeney, and Greg Peckow. Gentlemen, this game started with a bang, ended with a whimper, but in between it was all good for Marple Newtown. Yeah, I mean, I was most impressed tonight. We know this is a good football team. We've seen them score. We've seen them play defense. But tonight they played under control and they played smart football. When they had to stay in bounds, they stayed in bounds. There was not a lot of penalties, a couple here and there, but a couple here and there isn't a big problem. So I was really, really impressed to see how the IQ of this football team was really, really there tonight. And all the psychological advantage can pump up that IQ when you get a 92, 87, whatever, long, unexpected, shocking, game-opening kickoff return for a touchdown by Ryan White right out of the gate. And then had to put Strathaven right in a deep hole and gave uh, the Tigers a little bit more of an air of an invincibility in front of the home team. Well, it's, it's, you know, you talk about how what it does to Strathaven and what it did for Marble Newtown. Obvious, it's obvious what it does for the for the team that scores off of the opening kickoff. For the team that has to deal with it, it's kind of like a shot in the gut, especially on the road like this, especially in a big game like this. And Strathaven is a little down this year, doesn't seem to have the horses. Marple Newtown took advantage of it, and that is why now they are one of the premier teams in the Central League. I've been following it through the papers this year, came out and saw it today, and they have that swagger right now, and it looks like they have the confidence going into their, the, the coming weeks. Final stats, Kevin Johnson, only 5 of 7 for 26 yards. No touchdowns, but no interceptions. Ryan Duffy, 20 rushes, 85 yards, one touchdown. Ryan White, 26 yards on the ground, and Mario Diaguardi, roughly 20-25 also. Brian White also had three catches. For Strathaven, Brian Downs, four of five, but only 41 yards, and that one touchdown was his longest completion of the contest. Thurman Fortune, 84 yards and 17 carries, but that doesn't even begin to tell the story. Once again, able to eat up large chunks of yards in the middle of the field, but not even close to getting the yards where it counted. I, th- I think tonight we also saw the roles of players on this team really taking shape. We saw Johnson continue to be that smart, under-control quarterback, and we saw Duffy be the safe, continuous running back, the mostly featured running back. And then we saw the ability of White and Diaguardi, especially White tonight with the special teams play also, to be the big players in this offense, to the runs outside, to the different plays. So that was also good to see. Well, it's, it's been a fun night here in Marple Town. A, you know, an experience uh, coming back, watching after what happened last year here against Strathaven, and it's great to see this program really starting to pick itself back yeah. up. Great, great to have you back. Excellent broadcast all around. Yeah, Congratulations nice to, meet you, to you, gentlemen. Fun, Thanks very much. Gentlemen. So there you have it. Marple Newtown comes away with a 14-7 victory. And you can read more about this game and get coverage of the entire 2009 season provided by Chris McSweeney and Steve Scalari on eyeofthetigersblog.com. So for... Our double-color commentators, Chris McSweeney and Greg Pecco. Engineer, Steve Scolari. Statistician, Sam Snyderman. Head football coach, Ray Gianta. Assistant principal, athletic director, and all-around good guy, Dennis Reardon. And, of course, executive producer, Jim Allsman. I'm Bob Herpin. We'll be back here next Friday night when the Marble Newtown football Tigers take on Garnet Valley in another stiff test from Harvey Stadium. Good night, and we'll see you next week.
thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Our next podcast from Harry Harvey Stadium will be presented next week on Friday, October 16th, when the Marple Newtown Tigers play host to the Jaguars of Garnet Valley High School. Kickoff is set for 6.30 p.m. Until then, for Chris McSweeney, Steve Scolari, and Bob Herpin, I'm Jim Alsman, wishing you a great weekend from Harry Harvey Stadium, and Go Tigers! So tired.